We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another edition of Coronations of Bangarangs and Daggers. I am your host, Patrick Hart, and clicking and clacking and making noise in the other end of this podcast is our co-host, Nate McHugh. Nate, how are we, sir? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not entirely sure what you just said, but if you're referencing my green marker, it's just a very loud clicking sound. Which people love listen. Yes. So uh, I'll put that off to the side and I won't touch it clank. again. The root. What? <laughs> Clickly clank? Nothing. Uh, clank, clank, clank. Clank, clank, clank. So, yeah, just uh, God, we got another. We, we, got another, we got another night of great reception, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> so a running joke now that you do an interview with somebody it turns out well i do an interview with somebody it turns out well we do we we do a podcast with each other and we have constant issues yep especially monday nights doesn't make sense that's by my fault for those of you sitting at home we usually record these on either sunday but mainly monday nights right around 9 30 so that's kind of you know me time for people they're home from work they're tired they're laying in bed and they're streaming on online so that's probably what's happening and we both live in small towns so we don't exactly have you know fiber optic cables coming into our homes soon someday or places work depending on you know which wherever we are at so yeah hopefully hopefully google please come we do have fiber optics in newman grove uh it's just for businesses though and uh, when they put it in, I asked them, because uh, they put it, they updated our business. And I asked them, like, hey, so when can I get this in my home? And they're like, yeah, it's really cost effective for you to have it. But right now, I'm kind of thinking the price might be worth it. So anyway, anyway, dude, uh, we're, we're not, we're like, what, month and a half out from basketball? I think 50 days from either the first game or the first practice. I think the first game, maybe. I think the first the first game exhibition is November 4th, right, Doan? Yeah. It's the first game, and that's without the secret game, which most likely will be Iowa State, because it's always Iowa State, isn't it? Well, we got a connection there with Hoiberg, so it could be. Well, now we do. Now we do. But no, no, fall's here. We got warm school nights. The crops are turning. You know, we're 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 in the we're in the heart of college athletics right now. Football's playing. Nebraska volleyball's number one again. Finally. Yeah. Uh, we'll most likely be playing Stanford. Number- to Stanford when you are listening to this. There we go. Good, good recovery, man. Recovery, but no, we uh, some basketball. We have some basketball to talk about tonight, dude. This is cutting out, isn't it? 
Yes, it um, is. Uh, oh, we we do have some basketball to talk about tonight. The Fan Day Fest, which is September 22nd, and our very own Nate McHugh will be at right next to his best friend Rick Ross is sold out. Right? Yeah, that's. Uh, I was surprised that they sold. I mean, when they say sell out, I mean the tickets are free. At least that's my understanding. I didn't give them any money for this my tickets. This is Nebraska. So. This is Nebraska. Yeah, this is Nebraska sellout. In other words, tickets are gone. Doesn't mean everybody's going to show up. But the tickets are all yes. gone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it helps that you know now we know Ohio State weekend, and or I'm talking you know, Ohio State. We play them. We already knew that, but it's it's going to be a night game, and I guess that's actually a pretty big deal for uh, Nebraska recruiting, uh, Nebraska basketball recruiting, and so be I guess huge they're for Nebraska basketball. You're right. Yeah. So so bring him in on on Friday. Bring him to the fan fest and let him go to town. You know, enjoy the crowd, the music. You know, and you got to think about. It. I'm not a Rick Ross guy, of course, but I I'm not a uh, four or five star recruit, <laughs> and uh, they're probably the you know the group of people we should be worrying about when it comes to you know the you know the type of music we bring in. Tool Tool would probably not be exactly very good for. Yeah, would probably not be very good. So, uh, oh, I'd be awesome, dude. You know, the caliber of player we get, they would be very, intense. We would get a bad <laughs> basketball player. No, no, uh, we get maybe like an Eastern European. You know, I could just say an Eastern European, uh, like a six eleven. You know, center. You know, who's kind of awkward. Yeah, I could. That's that's who Tool will bring in. Exactly, exactly. But speaking of recruits, Nebraska basketball had a few recruits coming in this last weekend for the Northern Illinois game. Uh, we had Donovan Williams, who's already a hard commit from North Star in Lincoln. We had Chucky Hepburn from Bellevue West, who's got quite quite a roster of, of uh, teams looking after him or trying to get after him. And Zach Clements from, uh, I think it's Finlay Prep. I think he's originally from Texas. But anyway, he's in Henderson, Nevada, uh, Nevada right now. But we had Ch- Chucky, back to Chucky. Chucky's at Bellevue West. Uh, he's a three-star, kind of pushing force to a certain extent. He's the number two player in Nebraska. He's got offers from Wisconsin, Creighton, Minnesota, Nebraska, which is is not too shabby at all. We have Zach Clements, who got offers from Arkansas, Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU. Uh, I think Nebraska's in there, but I, it's it's a little bit of a long shot right now. But uh, you never know. He's a he's number two player in the state of Nevada, which is a lot, considering, well, Las Vegas is in Nevada, and Las Vegas has some pretty good, good basketball high schools there, you know, along with football as well. But... Uh, another good player, uh, Zach's a six foot nine power forward would be very, very beneficial to, uh, Berg, at least in, I think he's a 21 recruit. Yeah. Class of 21. Chucky of course is uh 2021, of course, too. And Donovan, Donovan, you know, he's a four star. He's number one, rec- number two recruit out of Nebraska. And, uh, you know, so he was, he's coming in this next year in 2020, but yeah, no, it was a. Uh, people think that football is kind of the main main draw with these big games, getting future recruits in. But 
I'm sure a few other sports. But uh, yeah, no, a, g- a good recruiting weekend for for basketball. What what are your thoughts on some of these guys, Nate? Uh, first of first off, Donovan Williams it must be a very confident young man. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think his uh, Twitter name is like four star or some. You know, it's just four stars in a row, and he seems like a very confident guy, which is great. And uh, hopefully, not too confident, but uh, he, I think he's a, he's a scorer. Uh, from what I've seen, you always wonder, you know, and, and like we've said in the past, I think the, the talent in Nebraska is getting better. So you always wonder about guys like that, you know, in Nebraska, uh, you know, as far as the talent they've gone against. But again, that's what they use for. So uh, I'm sure you've seen some dudes. Uh, he, Chucky Hepburn. lining up on the AAU. He, he, yeah, he, he, he's I'm been sure. hard. Uh, Chucky Hepburn uh, probably might be uh, the future point guard when Cam Mack leaves for the NBA. You know, of course. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Fairly, fairly uh, quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, if we got He's, guys leaving he, early he, for the he, NBA, he, we're doing good. Yeah, we're, we're doing perfectly fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, you know, Rob, Robin Washett had a... He tweeted out how big of the weekend this Ohio State weekend is going to be um, for Nebraska basketball, which I'm thinking that because our roster is going to be full next year. You know, we're losing three guys. We have three commits, and so Hoiberg and the staff they might be banking on we're going to get you know guys are probably going to end up transferring out, and you know, and then it's probably good to. You know, plan for the worst or maybe, you know, the best, I guess, depends on if some of these guys are not as good as they thought they were going to be. Uh, so, you know, we'll find out. You know, I'd, I really, I'd really like to watch these kids in person. Maybe I will this year uh, if I can talk my wife into letting me leave. So, yeah. Do you want me to do a, a coronation, like, a, oh, like a field trip letter for you? I can send it to her. She signs it. You can go do your thing. Oh yeah, I'm sure that, that I'm sure that that'd be a great selling point. You know, I'm sure she'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> I'll stay home with the children." Yes, you got this letter written by Patrick. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that'd work great. Yeah, now I just it'd, I, go out of, it'd go over about as well as it would with my wife. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, is it right if I leave you home alone with a, uh, a kid that just won't stop whining and the other two won't stop fighting each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of my kids, I kind of have a funny story. Uh, you know, uh, so I was icing my foot today and my son, he, he touched it. Cause you, the ice. you broke it off what? on your son. You broke it off on your son. <laughs> No, no, no. I uh, I have a standing desk, and I uh, was stand. I went about a week without sitting down. So I thought, oh, we'll see it. And I think I hurt my my foot a little bit with these dress shoes. So I just kind of you have a stand, standing desk at work. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Does yours go up and down, or does is yours temporary? It's up and down. Um, actually, until this last or about two weeks ago, it's actually in the architecture desk, and up and you know until about you know, two weeks ago, my um, the assistant that works here, her husband welded it, 
because it was sitting on three law books on each leg because it wasn't <laughs> tall enough. So and, the law uh, books were going to use. Yes. And so um, her, her husband's really handy, and he pretty much just looked. I mean, you can't even tell that he did anything. So now it's like the perfect height. And so I – but I was standing at it too long, and you're not supposed to do that. And so uh, anyways, back to my son. I, uh, he, he was touching the ice bag, and then I told him, like, you know, there's no way he's going to do it. I said, Ethan, you can watch whatever you want to watch the rest of the night or do whatever you want. If I could set these ice bags on you, on your back, for a minute, and if you last the whole way, the whole way then you can do whatever you want. And so he's like, sure. And so he lays down. I put him two ice bags on his back, and I'm counting, and he's just like, you know, you know, kind of pounding the the uh, the couch because you know it's so cold. And he's getting really close to one minute because I thought there's no way he's gonna make it. And so I start opening the bags and letting the cold water just kind of come out down his back. <laughs> and, he's, and he he made it. <laughs> he like, I mean, he, he can tell he's like, Dad, the the bags opened, and I'm like. Yeah, I know. I know. Then, then my wife called me out on it. <laughs> the, be- and, <laughs> the, the, the benefits of being a dad. Yeah, and I thought there's no. He, I thought he might last like five seconds. So it was kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a proud moment in a sense. Um, but then we, we he wanted to go downstairs and play Mario Kart. So on the old Super Nintendo. So that's what we did. Home, homeboy earned it, man. Yeah, I can. I was surprised that he did it. Nice, yeah. Do you, do you like your standing desk? Yes, I do. I would, and I really, I my computer is set up so I can actually move it to my standing desk. So I like doing. I'm sometimes I'm more productive. It depends what I'm doing. If I have a client, then I have to sit at the desk this, where I sit down. Uh, so it just kind of depends. So nice. I enjoy yeah. It. I, I uh I started using one about two years ago I want to say, and I kind of did what you did. You when you get it, all you want to do is stand, right? Yes. And yep. you very quickly realize that your body's not used to standing for eight plus hours a day. <laughs> yes. Yep. And, and you're like, and well, my moved, posture's not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason I got it is not just for the health benefits, but because I just I have issues. I just mentally can't sit for eight hours a day behind a desk, and so. I, what I do is I try to alternate, so I try to do about four standing, four sitting, somewhere in there, a mixture. And also what you might want to get is they make floor mats, padded floor mats for them. That's I grabbed one. Yeah, I, um, I'll um i get the brand to you tomorrow. I can't remember which one it is. But another person who has a standing desk recommended it to me, and it's it saved me a lot, especially when you're wearing dress shoes like we both do. So, yeah, dress shoes, are they are terrible for... Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, there's, uh, that's why. I mean, mm. so I, I, that's why I hurt my foot. Is because these I'm wearing these shoes that are not meant for anything else except for pretty much looking nice with pants. You know, like dress pants. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a uh, get get a padded floor mat thingy or whatever. It'll it'll help. Trust me. It'll it'll add a lot of hours onto that standing. Well, I'll I'll take it. I got room, so. All right. Good. We just bonded, man. Oh, I know. I feel like we could give each other a hug. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We've never met in person, but guess what? I, 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 I could have used that without the mm at the end. Mm, hugs. Mm, yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, so with the last, what, 87 podcasts, we, because it's off-season for us technically, we, we've done top five lists, which we hope you all have enjoyed. And tonight, we are moving on to our... Actually, Nate, why don't, why don't you introduce this one? Sure. I uh, sent out a bunch of options, and um, we went with our I think, favorite television shows. Because uh, we did Most Overrated. Uh, was it two weeks ago? Or was it yeah. last week? Most yeah, Overrated. Weeks. Yeah, we did Most Overrated, and I thought, you know what? And kind of like, mu- oh, we did albums last week, right? And so uh, maybe we should see what TV shows we do like. Because I, I have no idea what your favorite TV shows are. Uh, it's tough, so, you know? It's tough. Because like we talked about with the most overrated, some shows, while they were good back in the day, don't age well. Yeah. You know, so you really kind of not, you, you need to take some of these shows either on the grand scheme of things or to what it's meant to you in your life, you know? Yes. Yep. I have some old. I have. A, I actually have a list. Uh, I'm not gonna uh, eight, and I'm not gonna give eight. But so I thought while we're doing this, I'm just gonna pick five of them, and a couple of them are pretty old. So uh, yeah. how about how about you start off? Because I think I usually start off. Yeah, you uh, do. Because you're usually the ones who promotes the fi- the top five, and you do a great job. So that's why I let you go first. But tonight, I'll be more than happy to go first. And tonight. My number five, I'm going to go in order. For once, I'm going to go in order. So, Greg, who we must mention every single podcast because he is the not not the high priest anymore. He doesn't like being called high priest. It's a grand poobah, I think, of coronation grand podcasting. Poobah, yes. Yes, yes, grand poobah of, of coronation podcasting. So, now my number five is... It's it's a little bit of a polarizing show now because you either had a I think you kind of had to grow up watching it, and it was good for the time. And I think there's just certain people who just will never never get it. And it is Seinfeld. I'm old enough to where I grew up my impressionable years watching Seinfeld, and I I I think it's great. I've watched it recently, not on a regular basis, but you know when it's on. I still think it's hilarious. I still think it's culturally relevant. Um, it's fun to watch to, just to see not just the fashion, but a lot of kind of the topical humor that they had back in the day. I think it was well written. It was well produced. Everybody was great in it, whether you liked some of the cast members they moved on in, in their careers or some of the mistakes they made. I'm not going to go into that. Um, is beside the point. It, uh, it was well done. It was perfect for the time it was made in. It represented the. And I think, you know, it, to a certain person, I, I, I think it will always stay fresh. Um, I don't know how to describe it anymore. Um, it's a very cerebral show, especially for a comedy. And I, I think regardless of all, all that, Will hold true even twenty years from now. So yeah, my number favorite, five, Seinfeld. Do you have a favorite episode? Oh, are just. I can't I have one. Do, I can't do names per se. Yeah, that's fine. I, you know, like I, I don't know the episode names, but I would probably, I, I think one of my favorite ones was, oh, was when George started talking in the third person. 
and he was working for the Yankees. And this is back when George Steinbrenner was alive and running the Yankees. And he goes in for some reason. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. And he gets reprimanded by George Steinbrenner. And he kept, he keeps saying the name George. thinking he's And George Steinbrenner thinks he's talking to him. And it's hilarious. So I would say that would probably be my favorite episode off the top of my head. My, uh, my favorite is the Marine Biologist episode. And... <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it deals because it all comes up to the end when they're sitting, you know, at, at, at in the cafe, and uh, George is telling the story about because he had to act like he's a marine biologist, and he went on the top of a whale and inside the whale's blowhole, you know, he, you know, he's at he has a great the way he, a great delivery. He pulls it out, whatever it is, and looks at Kramer and then shows him it's a titleless golf ball, and then Kramer's <laughs> like. Hole in one or something like that. Oh, is ended up setting up for the entire episode, and uh, I, I thought that's 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 my favorite. So it's good. Um, so I'll go with number five ish, and I'm gonna do something a little different, I guess. Um, so I went with I'll the like chew ish. Yeah, ish. I uh, uh, the chew. Uh, have you ever watched that show? What? The, you've never heard of the chew? It's it's. It's a cooking show. I uh, long when I started watching when it first came out has uh, at the time it was I'm gonna blank Michael Simons and oh geez Carla and anyways I didn't really know how to cook at all and I started watching that show and it gave me so much more confidence when it comes to cooking and I just became obsessed with cooking for a long time. You can ask my wife. I have a library of cookbooks that I use, and she hates it when I buy new cookbooks. And so, uh, but it's all from that show, and uh, it really simplifies cooking and why you do things, which is what I need to hear, and not just follow a recipe. I need I need to know why we're doing things, and uh, so that's my number five, the chew. Oh man, I have to look that one up. What's it on? Oh, it was on ABC, and it was usually at like noon. But, you know, I got a DVR, so uh, it's no when, longer when on. Was it on? It, is, it, 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 when was it on? Oh, I think their last episode might, might have been a couple years ago, and I think they were on for like maybe five or six years. Because if, if it was on in the last 15 years, I probably did not see it, especially if it was on network television. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it was on ABC. My uh, ability to watch TV over the last, uh, yeah, 10, 15 years has been rough, so... Uh, me and my wife, we used to watch it all the time. I'll have to check uh, that out. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, you'd have to go to probably the chew.com, but they're just people that, you know, I I, I connected a lot with Michael Simon because he's a Midwestern guy. You know, he's, he's into sports and all that, and he likes cooking, like, he deals with a lot of meat. And then you have, like, Carla, who's, like, Southern, and she deals with a lot of Southern food. And then um, Mario Batali does a lot of Italian food. And uh, then there's uh, Clinton Kelly, who's hilarious. And I can't remember the last one. And they all just kind of worked really well together. And you can tell they care about each other. And I think that's kind of an attractive part about it. So that's, yeah, that's why I like the chew. Nice. My number four is kind of an unknown. 
It only aired. It, no, okay. Let me correct. It was only. It, they only made six episodes. They only aired two of them, and they aired them out of order. I am talking about the ABC messed up marketing, messed up promotion, just every they bungled this so badly. But the show is great, and I love it. It's Clerks the Animated Series. Did you ever watch it? Uh, <laughs> I've not seen that. Is that based off of the uh, the movies? The movie Clerks by Kevin Smith. Yes. Yep, Back in the yep. late 90s, Kevin Smith pitch, pitched Clerks, the animated series, and it was picked up by ABC, which is a mistake if you've ever watched any of Kevin Smith's movies. He is not made for network television. Well, maybe now, but 20 years ago, definitely not. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, so what he did is that he he made this cartoon, six shows, ABC picked it up, they aired it out of order, which was bad because it was kind of meant to be played in order, and it was canceled after two episodes. Well, a couple years later, they put it on DVD, because back in the day when something got canceled, and but it kind of got the cult following, they put it on DVD, and I got the DVD when I was in college, I watched it multiple times. The only thing better than the show itself is the director's commentary. Now, for those younger people out there who never got into DVDs, who watch everything streaming, back in the day when you got a DVD, you got multiple options on how to watch things. And one of the cool things, what they did was that they had the directors watch the movie as it was going and talk about it as the movie, movie or TV show went on. Well... Kevin Smith and everybody who was involved with it did that for all six episodes. And it was hilarious. And at, very quickly, they basically just start talking about why this show failed <laughs> and all the issues they had. So it's it's more than just six episodes. It's 12 because you watch it once just straight through. And the second time you got to watch it, you got to listen to the director's commentary. And it should have went to someplace like HBO or Showtime, or somebody who could handle it. It wasn't crass. It wasn't dirty. It was actually very campy in a lot of ways, and had a lot of great references, great cultural references, which Kevin Smith is known for. And if they ever picked it back up, it would it would be great, because um, I could see him just running with it like none other. So yeah, my number four is Clerks the animated series. If you want to watch it, Nate, I will be more than happy to send you. My DVDs. Go ahead, I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I seriously think so highly of it. I'm, I'm probably one of eight people in the United States. I'm, I'm not. I, I like Kevin Smith. He's one of my favorite directors. I'm not like a straight up fanboy. There's a lot of stuff he's made I don't care for. <laughs> I'm not the type who, who loves everything he's made. But this is one of those things where, uh, it, it should have happened, but it didn't. So my number four, it's a show I've always said. The show that never really happened, and that's Clerks the Animated Series. I've never heard of it, so yeah, that's good. Educational. This is education. You know, we're learning about shows that lasted for six episodes and they aired it in the wrong order, and uh, it's, it's <laughs> that uh, that by itself should make it a and, cult classic. And, and you thought Firefly people were bad? I have no Firefly. Uh, that was another reference. Okay. All right. Never mind. We'll talk later. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm on number four. Uh, okay. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I, uh, 
Uh, it, I'm more about the probably the first like four, four or five seasons. I love like every episode. We would, you know, me and my friends, you know, we'd always, you know, quote them and reference it, you know, like Kitten Mittens, you know, Charlie Kelly and, you know, <laughs> Milk Steak. Yeah, Milk Steak, you know, they got a ton of stuff. And they got, I don't know if they could do a lot of the stuff they did back, you know, like um, the dentist system. Um, uh, did you watch all the episodes or not all the episodes, but I've watched of a lot of them. Um, the, the cool thing about that show is that you can watch them any episode, any season, and, and it's all relevant. It's all it. It, it all just meshes, mushes together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like Seinfeld in the way where it's. You don't, you know, it, it's really just each step episode kind of sits by itself or on its own. Yeah, you you know, you have some shows like you watch earlier seasons, earlier episodes, and you're like, oh yeah, this hasn't aged well. This is dated. Yes. This this show's not that at all. <laughs> you can watch a first year episode and then a, a God, dude, I think I think they're on their thirteenth or fourteenth season, aren't they? Oh, they're they're still making them. Uh, I, it 14, blows the way they've been 2000, that. Two thousand five. It's been around that long is what blows me away. But you can watch a second season episode and like a 12th season episode and it's like nothing. It's like they didn't skip anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're the first season, at least, I think they recorded like on their own like camera that they had and then sent to, I think it was a Comedy Central or I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, I just... My wife, if my wife loves a, a show and I love a show, you know, it's kind of like, because that does not happen very often. It's gold. Yes. And so we can watch it together and she just, she loves it. I could bring up the Kitten Mittens clip and she'll just die laughing. And so. Uh, <laughs> That's how wife, my wife and I were with House of Cards. I, I Before uh, stuff got weird. I, I watched like two episodes of that. And it's, I think I've, I've mentioned before, it's hard for me to get into shows that have already kind of gone through two or three seasons. I feel like I have to catch up and I just like, yeah, whatever. And house of cards, I think I got one or two episodes. So, and then that goes with like a bunch of other shows. Um, but (laughs) anyway, so that was my number four, I guess. Nice. Very good show. My number three is parts unknown. Ooh. Yeah. Did you ever get an Anthony Bourdain? Yeah, I'm not I'm not huge on reality. Uh, documentary stuff I like, and this kind of goes on both. I, I loved him on I loved Anthony Bourdain when he was with the Travel Channel. And I liked it when he moved over to CNN because I think CNN gave him more room for political and money. Yeah, money, yeah. yeah. CNN needed him. And he also got a lot more, uh, he got a bigger budget, yeah, some money. And he also got a little bit more creative freedom with what he did. So it went more less with food, more towards the travel and the cultural aspect of it. Anthony Bourdain was a phenomenal storyteller. Uh, I always viewed him as kind of like a, he was a chef, like a decent chef, but nothing special on like the, 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 the macro scale. But he was a great writer, a uh, great storyteller. And he was very captivating in pretty much everything he did. You know, you could tell he put a lot into it. Uh, he, he was highly flawed, which is, you know, a, a conversation for another time. There's issues. There's things about him I didn't care for at all whatsoever. But, you know, his show was just phenomenal. And he could take, he could take um, 
areas of the world, areas of the country, and make them absolutely interesting, riveting. Uh, I, I think I saw on the internet somewhere he's the only he's the only person to go into West Virginia and leave with West Virginians happy with West Virginians happy with what how he represented them. You know what I mean? Did you watch that episode? It was, I think it was yes. the second to last yes. last season or last season or whatever that he did, and he did West Virginia, and I, and it was a great episode. Like it makes you want to go to West Virginia, which a lot of people I think go in there and they don't they don't portray certain areas well and i think that episode alone just really did a great job with it he really took um a lot of what binds that state together and he did them justice and i think he's done that for a lot of countries a lot of cities just a lot of areas across the uh, across the world and um you know it's uh, he's gone uh, it's sad uh, i wish you know like everybody else that never happened but what he left us in terms of uh, TV shows and books was, was very, very influential and very good. Yeah. I, I have a list. I don't have a list. Like I didn't write them down, but in my mind, I have a list of, it's three of, I would say celebrities that when they end up overdosing or killing themselves, that I was actually like affected by it. Like even for a day or even for, you know, and Anthony Anthony Bourdain's one of them, and uh, yeah, I think that's a great. You know, I, I was talking to my wife about making this list of uh, TV shows, and I'm like, I know I'm missing like three or four TV shows. I know that should be on there. And this is probably one of them because I, yeah, you know, I, I love his shows. Uh, when he went into uh, uh, South Carolina, Charleston, Charleston. And uh, he went with uh, he went to a Waffle House, and I've never <laughs> with, with Sean Brock. That was a great. Yeah, yeah. I I have. It's on I, YouTube. Go YouTube it. Yes, it's a great. I I have never I had never been to Waffle House until then because my wife, because she's from the South, and uh, she's like, no, she says you don't Waffle House is no, it's not good, and I I'm like, you know, if Anthony Bourdain can enjoy a Waffle House. <laughs> I'm, I want to enjoy Waffle House, and so I've been a couple times since. Uh, so, you know. it's a good basic greasy spoon. Yes, and it's with really the, with the, quick. It's great. It's really cheap, and uh, yeah, it's. I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh, you know, I think it's got kind of a bad name for itself, but. Well, I, I you know, it, it's it's from the south. It's more towards the south and eastern half of the United States. We don't have a whole. Uh, I, I don't even know. If, uh, is is there a Waffle House in Nebraska? No, there's not. The closest is Kansas City. Kansas City. I was gonna say Kansas City. I know there's some in Colorado because I went to a couple when I was in college out there. Um, we just don't have it around here. You know, we've got yeah, other they, things. If they put a Waffle House in, in Lincoln, like somewhere, it'd do I mean, well. I would do really well. It'd do very very well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Waffle House is awesome. I I, uh, I I'm with you. I love Waffle House. Yeah. Uh, his episode in Iran, I thought was really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Montana was really good. Yeah. Montana, yeah. Montana was beautiful. He represented that. I mean, he, he made Montana is a very beautiful, poetic state within itself. And he took it to the next level. Yes. Yeah. Like he just made it. He, uh, okay. Oh what was the author he interviewed there? He wrote, um, 
Legends of the Fall. Oh, God. He died not too long ago. I can't think of the author. Anyway, he interviewed him, and it was really good. We could probably do an entire. We could talk, probably do multiple episodes over. Like, we we do a list <laughs> of our top five favorite, and, and it, I'd want both parts unknown and uh, his CNN. Oh, what's it called? What's the CNN you, one? You mean you mean no the Travel Channel? Oh oh, the Travel Channel. What's that one? Uh, I'm blank. Uh, no reservations. That's right. No no yeah. I read his uh, book, uh, Kitchen Confidential. Great it's book. Pretty, yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I'm not going to go into that, but um, anyway, we should probably move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that your number three? That was your number three. That was no, my. That, no, 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 that was my number three. It's your okay. turn. Your number three. Okay, number three. I still don't know which one I want to pick, but uh, I'll go with Cheers. Um, I'll put Cheers and Mash together. I don't. Know. I just they're just shows that I wa- I watched growing up, and I just. I could watch him again and again and again. And Mash always came on after the ten o'clock news. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, ten thirty. Yeah, and uh, my brother and I would watch it together. Uh, cheers! It just seems like you wanted to go there and hang out with those people. Uh, become an alcoholic. Yeah, become you know they had so many lines like you know what you know why you feel smarter after having a couple beers and you know because. Well, of course, you sat next to Fraser Crane. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's. Do you remember his line? Not it wasn't. It was, uh, you feel smarter after a couple of beers because um, it kills some brain cells, and I guess a herd is only as strong as its weakest link. So you're killing the weakest brain cells, so that's why you're, you feel smarter. It's something like that. But um, it's been yeah. probably twenty years since I've seen it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, those are my three. I guess I would say. Nice. No, Cheers is a great one. Have you ever been to the bar in Boston? That was I, I have not been to Boston. Um, that is on a list. I mean, because I want to see every. My wife and I are trying to go to every baseball, major league baseball stadium, and we're at like number. We're at like, I think ten or eleven, and we want to do Boston and New York at the same time. Nice. So. Very good. All right, my number two is a newer one. In fact, it's new in the last probably three four years. And it's not of this state. It's not of this country, but it is of this continent. It is Letterkenny. Oh, man. Letterkenny is a show from Canada. And it is about the small town, farming town, and their problems. It's about 5,000 people, and it's hilarious. People, this show is smarter than you. It's more rural than you, and it's way more entertaining than you. It's better Jeez. probably right now than anything on American TV. It's on Hulu, and the upcoming season is coming in October. So get your Disney Hulu ESPN Plus bundle and watch Letter Kenny. It's hilarious, and I will take that to the grave. Very good. It, it's got tons of memes. It's got, look it up on YouTube. It's it, it's funny. I guarantee you, you've probably seen some something in relation to it without knowing what it was. But yeah, you, check you out Letter Kenny's. I think the most popular is the steak one when they're talking about the steak, like how steak, to cook a steak. Actually, I I think it's the cold one where they go through the alphabet. In I have regard, not seen it. oh not check seen it. yeah yeah check out Letter Kenny cold or something like that, and they go through the alphabet of 
it, it it's so witty. It's so well written. It's it it's phenomenal. Yeah, check it out. Um, Letterkenny Alphabet or something like that on YouTube. Uh, you you will you will appreciate it even more. So so yeah, my number two, Letterkenny. Okay, my number two. I'm gonna combine two more just because I kind of think of them in the same vein. Uh, one's really new, and that's Yellowstone, uh, and then Justified. Because uh, it's you're combining them both. Yeah, it, this because I they're, they're kind of it's, it's a very edgy. <sighs> okay, I'll just do Yellowstone out with that. Um, forget I just say anything about Justified. Um, I don't like you know. I really enjoyed this past season. I'm not going to say it's my favorite of all time. I just was you know making a list, and I'm like you know I really like Yellowstone. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's very. Uh, I I'd love. It's kind of a lifestyle you know that I never got an opportunity to live because you know my family doesn't own a single ounce of ranch land or you know and i just kind of think it'd been a lot of fun to learn how to do you know to be a rancher and things like that so and then there's a move four hours west yeah i guess i could have but um <laughs> family business says no so uh you can yeah. expand um, Kevin Costner, if my uh, my <laughs> friends know, I am not a big fan of him, but I think he's pretty good in this. But he, he's not the reason why I think the the, the show is really good. So uh, yeah, I go number two, uh, Yellowstone. Nice. I I've heard good things. I've read good things. Uh, where can you watch that one? Is that on? Is that streaming? No, it is. I just set my DVR up, and I don't even know. Don't... No, that's fine. Yeah, it's not AMC, I don't think, but... TCM? I don't remember. That's fine. Click, 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 click. Click, click. Paramount. Really? (laughs) That's fine. Paramount's a TV TV station now? Yeah, I guess so. No, no, yeah. Good uh, for them. They're staying relevant. Yeah, I, uh, I know I just searched for Yellowstone, and I just, you know, recorded it, so I guess I didn't even notice what Channels on something paramount there. Yeah, good for them. Cool. All right. My number one, it goes towards my earlier grunt, and that is Justified. Justified oh. is my number one, which I recently found out in the last couple months is technically considered Southern Gothic, if you're familiar with the literary reference. Yep. Uh, which kind of makes sense if you think about it. Um, which also references a music genre, which I also found out about, it, and of course I also love. But anyway, uh, yeah, Justified. It's about a federal marshal who gets um, – he, he's I think he's based in Florida at, at the beginning, and he has a bust or whatever where a guy dies, and the guy – his local higher-ups are sick of him, so they send him back to his home in Kentucky, which he doesn't want to go back to. So he's, he's stationed at Lexington, which is really close to where he grew up, and – of course, his family's, you know, got some troubled past and all of his friends have troubled past and he's constantly having to, God, I'm making it sound really boring. It's it's a really good show. I don't know what to say. Tilly, Timothy Oliphant does a great job. He's he's this federal marshal who wears a cowboy hat and everybody makes kind of fun of him for wearing a cowboy hat, but it works, you know? And, you know, it goes through all of his issues. Uh, it goes through all of his cases and the guy's got a lot of issues, trust me. Um, best season by far season number two 
with Mags Bennett, one of the best, best bad guys that TV's had in a long time. It, I mean, it, it went for five, five, I think, five seasons. Is that right? Yeah, Something I think like so. That. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, not, not to kill it off at number two, because the other seasons were very good, but it uh, it's just a great show. Well written. Everybody did their parts very well. I think it represented the area very well. Not that I know anything about coal country, Kentucky. I was going to say, yeah. County. It's, it's based out of, it's, it's, it's based out of Harlan. A lot of the, sh- a lot of the storylines are based out of Harlan County, which um, if you've ever watched a documentary from the 1970s, Harlan County, USA about basically, yeah, the coal strikes and everything down there, the coal issues, unions and whatnot, uh, you'll see a connection. Um, yeah, you'll never leave Harlan alive. So yeah, number one, justified. Yeah, um, they're hanging out in communities where the stereotype is that the people who live there never leave. They have never come out of the mountains of Kentucky, type of deal. You know, so yeah, I he he's a yeah court or federal marshal, right? That is always walking on the line and then going over it. You know, and uh, so he like jumps. Yes, uh, yes, that'd be true. And he's <laughs> barely keeping his somebody. job. He's <laughs> barely keeping his job, and he's shooting people. And then, you know, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, you know, of course, I thought that was, was a good one. Uh, my number one is Band of Brothers. I uh, ooh miniseries count. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. Does now? Uh, yeah, it does now. Well, you have one with six episodes where they. <laughs> It got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Band of Brothers. I. Uh, it's about World War II. Easy Company. The thing that that hooked me is that before every episode, and at the end of every episode, they were uh, they have video clips talking to the the actual people who were in Easy Company in World War II, and the. And it's so awesome because the actors look like them and sound like them. So you're seeing them, you know, you know, 60 years, you know, 60 years later, uh, as you know, they're older. And then you go back and, you know, essentially back in time during the war and you feel like you're watching them almost like, like these are real people, you know, and then you get to the end, the last episode and they're playing, uh, baseball and you're learning what each person you know is doing after like you know one went home became a uh, you know a, uh, a police officer or whatever you know and so I I know I just I think that I think by far it's my favorite TV show I guess if that counts as a miniseries so yeah that's my number one that was, it was it was great and it was a big deal when it came out I remember I shortly after I graduated college, I pirated it and I spent an entire weekend and I'm not talking like well, I watched it an entire weekend and I'm not talking like, hey, starting at 10 a.m., quit at 10 p.m. I'm talking like starting at 7 a.m. and maybe took a couple breaks here and there and was like watching it like 2 a.m. Like I watched. Yeah. I mean, it's just you watch. It was probably my first major binge. Um, but I feel okay with that right now because I own the DVDs <laughs> box set. <laughs> so yeah, whoever 
whoever got paid for that got got their money from me. Yeah, I um, I had heard good things about it, I think, and I was at, I still rem- I don't know why I remember this, but I bought it at Best Buy, and I was, I believe, I was a senior in high school, so I had you know a p- very part time job, and it was eighty nine ninety nine, I think. I'm like, why am I doing this? But I bought it and immediately I'm like, it was worth every penny. It was, you know, so it, so well something about it. Yeah. It's, it's so well done. You connect with everyone. The if music, you don't get emotional at some point, especially at the very ending, you have no soul. Yes. I agree with that. So and this is somebody who listens to black metal on a regular basis. Yes. Mastodon, <laughs> a guy with. If you listen Mast- to Mastodon, Mast- Mastodon's not black metal. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> black metal is that like a? Say immortal. Just say immortal. <laughs> okay, so then what'd be uh, Dark Throne? Just say Dark Throne. Dark Throne. <laughs> there we go. Black metal. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, those are our top five TV shows. And I know tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm like, dang it. Because I know I'm missing like two or three. So at least you get, you help me with one, which would be parts unknown. So TV, TV is evil. You should not watch much of it. But there are there is some very, very good stuff out there. And in the words of uh, Patrick Gerhardt, go outside. Right. Yeah. Yes. You read my flags. <laughs> go outside. That's uh <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, folks. All right, bye.